Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from saucy samurai to sloppy slimes. And today, we're revisiting the sorcerer. All right, Brian. We're back to the sorcerer again. We're back to the sorcerer again. You know what? We don't talk about the sorcerer enough on this show, I feel. I don't think so, because I've forgotten (laughs) all about it. (laughs) It's a really good class. I don't know why it doesn't come up that often. I think the next time I roll a a player character, I'll probably make a sorcerer. Is this the one with the special spell slots? Like the extra two slots that you get that come back for short rests? Or am I thinking about another spellcaster? That's the warlock. Oh, okay. That's the warlock. Um, Yeah, quick recap of the sorcerer. Um, The sorcerer is a full caster. Arcane caster, um, their shtick is that they're born with their spellcasting abilities. So unlike a wizard who studies or unlike a warlock who has to form a pact, they are naturally gifted with inner magic. And it's like trust fund babies. Yeah, I guess so. You could you could definitely draw that analog. One of the things about them is that the magic uh, within is usually so potent that they don't have a choice but to learn to harness it because if they don't, people get hurt. Like um, X-Men. Like the X-Men, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, okay. The, the mutant genome must express itself and it can be dangerous. So a good storyline for a sorcerer is to find your own special Charles Xavier. Right. Yeah, okay, sure. Cool. Absolutely. Um, that's actually funny you say that because one of the uh, one of the uh, subclasses we're going to talk today, I would liken to a very specific X-Man, but we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, mechanically speaking, their major shtick is that they, they have a feature called metamagic, which gives them the capability to manipulate spells to do things that no other magic user can get them oh, to do. Oh, that's cool. That's like hags, huh? If you get special magic that doesn't exist to other... With hags, it's like they get this odd magic. They could just do things. It's called weird magic, It's right? called weird magic, yeah. But with, with sorcerers, it's more like they can manipulate the same spells that warlocks and wizards can cast. They can manipulate those spells to do things that the wizard and warlock cannot. Okay, so if you have something called the laws of physics, 
It would be like being able to manipulate the laws of physics, exactly. the laws of magic. Exactly. You're bending That's and breaking the rules. Very much so. So it's like things like uh, a spell that normally only targets one person can now target two. They can twin their spells. Oh, that's they can oh, that's empower right. Power their spells. They and can you get make, to select that kind of thing. You do. To yes. Doing the magic, right? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can quicken a spell so that it only takes a bonus action to cast it rather than a normal one. Oh man! And the way they the the resource they use for their meta magic is their sorcerer points, which they have X amount of sorcerer points based off their sorcerer level. I think it's a like level their special bar. Yeah, it's like their special bar. So yeah, exactly. So that's that's the sorcerer. That's the basics of how it worked. We talked about that in the sorcerer episode, which was at this point a very long time ago. Yeah, but, yeah. Let's get into it. So, uh, oh yeah, one last thing about sorcerers is that their subclasses are called origins um, because all of them their their inner magic has uh, an original like source. Um, I used to call like I'm used to calling them bloodlines, so I might slip and call them bloodlines. But they're specifically not bloodlines in Five E because you don't necessarily have to be genetically related to a magical being to become a sorcerer. Okay, you can also be infused with magic by like natural phenomenon or exposure to different planes of existence and stuff like that. Or so. your rich uncle with no heir can die. Yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> so, so let's get into it. The three origins that we're going to talk about today are the Divine Soul Origin, the Storm uh, Sorcery Origin, and the Shadow Magic Origin. Nice. So, Those are um, cool names. Yeah, and I like all three of these uh, subclasses a lot, actually. They're, they were all really good. My only big disappointment is uh, I wish the Unearthers Guide had uh, included a couple more of the Unearthed Arcana um, Sorcerer Origins. There was the Phoenix Origin and the Stone Sorcerer Origin, and those are really cool and wish they had made it. But they didn't, so we're not talking about them today. They have more books coming out, right? Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll show up eventually. Um, I heard somebody complain that there weren't enough class options um, compared to like Pathfinder in Five E. Do you feel that? How um, do you feel about that? Well, yeah, I mean that. Def- number one, Pathfinder's been out a very, very long time, and there's a buttload of options at this point. Okay, like, Pathfinder I, is. I was under the impression that it only been that we only had like uh, that it came out after Five E, but. No, that. Pathfinder came out almost simultaneously with Fourth Edition. Oh, it's uh, is this like are they on a new edition of Pathfinder or is I it know they're the work same? they're working on the second edition of Pathfinder. Oh, okay, so it's been out for a while. It's been All out right. for a long time, and I, that it's super not fair to compare the two's like content level. I see. You okay. know what I mean? So, considering like Five <clears throat> E is relatively new then compared to Pathfinder, yes. So they still they're I, releasing their. Content. I, They're I, staggering it out, really. Right. I will say that Five E is definitely slower on adding new, um, like mechanical options. Yeah, I feel like um, there's always books coming out, but like they're just like adventure modules. I think much. a big part of that is because in times past they've had a serious problem with power creep. Yeah. Um, I knew that was part of it, but you can. There are ways to. I that. way prefer what they're doing now compared to what they did. So, like, uh, even though I think, like, it would be nice if we could get a little bit more content, like, a little bit more race and class options. They're playing it safe. They're playing it safe. And quite frankly, if you look at, we have, there's an insane amount of race options now. Yeah, after Volos. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, we've done a lot of race episodes. We still got a lot more to do, um, thanks to Mordenkainen's. Um, But, yeah, also, also, it's just a different game. Pathfinder has uh, what are called, um, oh, my gosh, what are they called? Um... It's like a special type of multi-classing. They're called um, prestige classing, oh, which okay. is a mechanic from third uh, edition, which is basically like there are these 
imagine if you could just take a subclass, a multi-class into like a random subclass. Okay. There's just countless of these little, they only go up to from levels one to ten that you can subclass or that you can multi-class into. And yeah. they're very, very specific things like Holy Knight of the Purple Order. And like <laughs> okay. you could subclass into that. But okay, that's a discussion for another day. Right. Let's get back to the sorcerer. <laughs> okay. Um that person's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh the first origin that we're going to talk about today is the divine soul origin. So this origin is celestial in nature. Uh, perhaps an angel or other celestial is a direct ancestor of your character. Um, it's also possible that maybe just a divine being or God placed a spark of divine power into your soul. Um, I find this very akin to like the origin of the ASMR in 5 yeah. uh, And as you would expect, the ASMR uh, pairs with the divine soul sorcerer extraordinarily well. I was going to say they're... Um they seem to have like a lot of these little um, like breadcrumbs to follow for like different kind. Like your magic is from God, but like there are clerics, but like also there are stuff like ASMR where like just little little pieces right. here and there that you can compile and like, which is good really for, for getting up. nice customizability. So yeah, um, this is actually going to be my favorite of the subclasses we're talking about today, and uh, you'll find out why with this first feature. So level one, you get a feature called Divine Magic with your link. Your link with the divine gives you access to spells from the cleric class. Oh, nice. Uh, when you are allowed to learn a spell or replace a sorcerer spell, you can choose from either the entire cleric list or the entire sorcerer spell list. Oh, wow. So that's Incredibly really customizable. Awesome. Very customizable. Um, and, so you can heal. And Yeah, you can heal. And all of your cleric spells that you choose will still count as sorcerer spells. So all of your features will still boost your cleric spells. Wow, cool. Um, in addition, uh, you're you're told that you must pick uh, an affinity based on the divine power that you're linked with. So you just have to choose good, evil, law, chaos, or neutrality. And depending on the affinity you choose, you'll just get a spell. So with good, you get cure wounds. With evil, you get inflict wounds. With law, you get bless. With chaos, you get bane. And with neutrality, you get protection from good and evil. Now, the reason that I really like this is, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, you can basically now have essentially a charisma-based cleric, which I just think is really cool. That is cool. It's really awesome to have a healer who can heal like a cleric, but be pump it all into charisma. But number two is I grew up playing Final Fantasy, and my first introduction to the idea of like a priest class was the white major priest class from Final Fantasy, which nice. is a white-robed, basically wizard character who focuses on healing right and so later on when i got into D, the idea of the healer being this armored weapon person always kind of threw me off like i'm used to it now and i really love the cleric it's a great class and like it's no longer strange to me but now you can have a white mage and it's just really dope to me that is so cool i really i really love this class i always really like cool. the idea of the the big tanky healer like wearing a bunch of armor like i can't move but if i can do this hand sign it doesn't matter <laughs> right right exactly. also spiritual weapon i don't need to move at all that's true that's very true <laughs> so you get another feature at level one called favored by the gods if you fail a save or miss an attack roll you can roll 2d4 and add it to the total once per short rest nice that's pretty wow. choice since it's per short rest so that's going to come up fairly often yeah yeah. And 2d4 is nothing to, to sneeze at. It's better than a d6. So um, I've been having issues with um, like like including spots for short rest. Like I feel like I really got to push people to take short rests, or else they just don't. Is that, um, is that your experience? Like because like people are like, oh, it has this cool short rest feature, but I'll never get to use it because we never I, take short rests. But I, I feel like you don't take short rests because you don't take short rests. Right. That's on you. <laughs> you, you just got to say like, my character wants to take this hour to, you know. 
bandage up a bit. Yeah. Um, I haven't really had that problem because usually I just beat the shit out of my players until they're like, we need to rest, please, dear God. <laughs> and hopefully no one ambushes us. But, right. Um, I mean, it really just depends on your play style. Um, well, what what's the issue you're having exactly? With, just like, that they don't take them. Like I'm I'm hitting so, them with the war of attrition, and they're 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 getting weak, and I have a spot open for them to like take a short rest. Oh, in case. I was like, they'll probably okay. need a short rest by here, and it's a really good spot to do it because right. then they'll get into a boss fight right after or whatever, <laughs> okay. and then they just don't. All right, well, I then, even included a mechanic where then they, could they take get to sh- die. Yeah, is right? what happens. They so, get to die. I even included this uh, mechanic <laughs> the DMG has where you could take you could turn your short rest into like a five minute thing. Yeah, sure. That's and, like four E style. Yeah, and it yeah. just doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I would actually recommend that for like f- like high high power games or or short one shot type games but uh but yeah yeah i would say kill them is what i would say (laughs) i would say don't pull your punches if they want to if they want to take the risks they can pay the price okay so anyways moving on (laughs) i'm obviously not a benevolent dm um at level six you get a feature called empowered healing so with this feature you can use your sorcery points to boost your healing spells uh whenever you or an ally within five feet of you rolls dice to determine hp increase um what I really like that is it's not specific to um, to spell casting heals. Right. Like if sure fighter's next to you in, in second winds, you get a boost to their second wind as well That's if they're within dope. five feet of you. Anyways, you can spend one uh, sorcerer point to re-roll any number of the dice that they rolled one time. So if they beef one, you can... So if they beef one, or if they beef all of them, re-roll all of them. Oh, the the point counts for all the dice. Yeah, you can reroll any number of the dice. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that's, one time. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. Oh yeah, very very cool. Cool. Uh, this can be done once per turn, by the way. Ooh. So yeah, this they really. Uh, I think what, what happened here heal. is they <laughs> you will heal well. They they went full tilt with like the white mage concept because the thing is the thing that would like still make the cleric outweigh this is the fact that the cleric is armored to the teeth. Yes. So like maybe we should stock, really yeah. stocky. They got high AC, probably exactly. high high weapon damage output. Not super high. And but. since the sorcerer is squishy, like let's give them some more boost to the healing nice. uh, capabilities. So level 14, you get your next feature for the subclass. It's called Otherworldly Wings. Uh you gain spectral wings that you can turn on and off as a bonus action. Uh flying speed I- equals 30 feet. And it lasts until you die, are incapacitated, or dismiss them. Now, the book specifically says that if you are good or lawful affinity, you get angel wings. If you are a chaos or evil affinity, you get demon wings. And if you're neutral affinity, you get dragonfly wings. And I just say, do whatever the fuck you want. That's stupid. Uh, If you're neutral, you get eagle wings. Yeah, there you go, which just look like angel wings, really. But (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Right. Um, Now I picture angel wings with, like, modern video gaming and stuff, like, to be almost, like, metal and, like, kind of angular, like, ar- they look like architecture. Like, yeah, you could do that. They're not, like, a solid piece, like a bird wing would And be. this is why I say do whatever you want. Th- that's strictly flavor, and I hate when, like, they're trying to impose, like, mechanics on flavor that hard. It's it's really out of place. It's not something 5e usually does. No, yeah, they yeah. give you a lot of freedom with, yeah, like, so what things look like. Or- I, I just found this little bit of that same feature a little out of place, and it's unnecessary. I know some people will be like, that's the way it is, and if that's how you run your game, it's cool. But in my game, yeah. I don't give a shit what your wings look like. You tell me. Yeah, mechanically, as long as it does what it's the book says it does. I yeah. mean, that's the real, like, they're doing this for a balance. You yeah, know? And exactly. And do what makes sense for your character, you know, based off your story and background and all that other stuff. But anyways, moving on to the final feature of this subclass, you get a feature called Unearthly Recovery. Uh, this is like a big self-heal feature. Ooh, okay. So 
When you have less than half of your max HP, you can, as a bonus action, regain HP equal to half your max HP once per long rest. Which is, it's really good oh. for your sustainability because the sorcerer is extremely squishy. We're talking okay. about a D6 HP. We're talking about cloth armor only. Oh. Yeah, no, the sorcerer is, it's a wizard. Yeah. You know, it's extremely squishy. So a big self heal is always welcome, even if it doesn't come to level 18. Interesting that such a squishy character, like we were saying earlier, your healer is so defended, usually, like as a right. cleric. Right, exactly. Which, again, like this is the white mage from Final Fantasy, which I love. This seems much better in bigger parties rather than smaller parties because right. there's more targets for them to hit other people than right. like run around and get behind fools or whatever. Indeed, indeed. Uh, another thing on the on the white mage thing is not only was the white mage the first thing that I was like introduced to as a as a child when it comes to like the the healing class. Um, even when I read Dragonlance, the clerics in Dragonlance are not the armored warrior clerics; they're priests in robes. So yeah, like, okay. and that's a D and D setting. Not that I knew that at the time or anything. So like. Um, yeah, for me, I remember when I first got into D&D, the cleric as a concept really threw me for a loop. But anyways, mm. so that's it for the Divine Soul um, origin. Yeah, I don't know if you had anything to add or any questions to ask. I mean, it's pretty cool, but like, it also doesn't make like a ton of sense to me. Like, Really? I mean, you could be... you're basically a holy a, a holy sorcerer. For me, like this is like the ASMR class. It's like you would just want to really lean into being an ASMR. It's like yeah. you're not a cleric. You're not pious. You're not like you are a you are a sliver of divinity. Yeah, and you have this like inherent ability to have these powers and everything. Right. It does make right. sense. Like, like you're essentially an angel at this point. I guess mechanically is what I mean. This doesn't make sense when you have like the other heal options where you don't have to like well die okay. four hits. Remember or that you you also get all the sorcerer stuff. Like you get to use meta magic on your cleric spells. That's true. You can you can also pump out. Some, like, you some, don't have to do cleric magic. You can yeah. pump out like regular. Like power magic too. Well, yeah, you couldn't do that. But my point is, like, uh, now all of a sudden, a uh, cleric spell that can heal one person can heal two. That's, That's cool. Massive. Yeah, that is suddenly cool. a, a powerful heal spell that can that takes a, a full action normally. You can quicken it. Now it's a bonus action. I guarantee you, this thing can pump out way more heals than a cleric if you spec it right. That's interesting. Like, which it should because like the takeaway is that you are squishier. Yeah. So. You know. <laughs> Takeaway is that you will spend some of it healing yourself. Yeah, and and <laughs> okay. but that's the thing you you are a you are a caster. You're not supposed to be in the front lines. You shouldn't be getting hit like that. So yeah. All right, moving on. So the the next origin we're going to talk about is the shadow magic origin. So the power source for the shadow magic origin is the shadow fell, um, and you could be related to a shadow entity. You could just be a shadow kai. Um, maybe you were exposed to the shadow fell as a baby. The old um, raven queen. Yeah, the old Raven Queen. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. There's a number of ways that you can have shadow infused into your soul. R.I.P. Raven Queen. Death does take us all. Doesn't I, it? I know. <laughs> so the first feature you get with the Shadow Magic Origin is Eyes of the Dark. You gain 120 you feet gain of dark, dark vision. vision. <laughs> but it, yeah, basically. But it is 120 feet, and there's That's more. Cool. There's more to this. At third level, you gain the Darkness spell. It doesn't count against your your learned spells or anything like that. And you can cast it without using a slot if you sacrifice two sorcerer points um, instead of the slot. That's cool. And if you do this, if you cast darkness via your, uh, your sorcerer points instead of your slot, you can see through your own magical darkness, which is That's pretty really potent. broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very powerful for sure. It's the best smoke bomb in the game. Yeah. Now that that won't happen to level three, but still, that's pretty early. Mm. Um, also, level one, you get a feature called Strength of the Grave. 
Um, much like the Shadow Kai, your soul kind of lies between life and death. Yeah. For some reason. Walking that tightrope. Yeah. For some reason, it makes it harder to kill you, though. <laughs> I don't know how that makes <laughs> sense. But basically, the way this feature works is when you are reduced to zero HP, you can make a charisma save, and the DC is five plus the damage that you took. And if you succeed, you are only reduced to one HP instead. Okay. Now oh, That's you, pretty powerful. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, you can't use this feature, though, if the attack that hit you was either radiant damage or a critical hit. Then you can't oh. use it. So, um, also, one more thing about this feature is once this feature succeeds, you can't use it again until you take a long rest. Okay, that so makes sense. Fairly, fairly balanced, a little give and take yeah. there. Um, it's going to stop you from losing turns or whatever. Right. Like, it seems like that's the biggest punishment in D&D is, like, having you skip your turn. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Losing a turn sucks. So, this stops you from losing, t- like, multiple turns. In a way, Potentially. Yes. Potentially, it does. So the next feature you get is at level six, and it's called Hound of Ill Omen. Now, this is a really long and a little bit like detailed, complex feature, so I actually printed it out verbatim. Welcome to Will's Story Corner. It, well, today's yeah, story is a mechanic. Yeah, today's story <laughs> is called Hound of Ill Omen. Um, so at sixth level, you gain the ability to call forth a howling creature of darkness to harass your foes. As a bonus action, you can spend three sorcerer points to magically summon a Hound of Ill Omen to target one creature you can see within one... T- 120 feet of you. The Hound uses the Dire Wolf statistics in the Monster Manual, but there are some changes. Okay. So, uh, the Hound is size medium instead of large, and it counts as a monstrosity instead of a beast. It can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain, but it will take five force damage if it ends its turn inside of an object. At the start of its turn, the Hound automatically knows who its target is, and if the target was hidden, it is no longer hidden from the Hound. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, The Hound will appear in an unoccupied space of your choice within 30 feet of the target. Roll initiative for the Hound. On its turn, it can move only towards its target by the most direct route, and it can use its action only to attack its target. The Hound can make opportunity attacks, but only against its target. Additionally, while the Hound is within five feet of the target, the target has a disadvantage on saving throws against any spell you cast. The Hound disappears if it's reduced to zero hit points, if its target is reduced to zero hit points, or after five minutes. So summon a big monster that fucks up one person. Ve- one bad. very specific <laughs> specific person. It fucks that person and only that person. So the boss pretty yeah, much. The boss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's actually really fucking cool. It's really cool. I really like this feature. It's very flavorful. Um it's just really wordy. It reminds me of um we had a a ranger that had uh their like pet beast um Pandora. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um it reminds me of like that plus yeah, that like plus that crazy. That. Honestly, it, in a way, it's that plus, but it's also a little bit more limited because it can only do one very specific thing. True, but that yeah. specific thing seems it like it's really good, potent. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> it specializes definitely to the maximum. Right. So at level fourteen, you get your next feature. It's called, it's called Shadow Walk, and uh, when you are in dim light or darkness, you can teleport as a bonus action up to one hundred twenty feet to another space that you can see that's also in dim light or darkness. So that's a pretty powerful that teleport, cool. uh, especially uh, as a bonus action. It's identical to that feat I talked about in the Shatter Kai episode. That Shatter Kai could take a feat in 4E um, where you could teleport between two dim locations or dark oh, locations yeah, I remember that. within 120 feet of each other. So I was like, oh, they just took that feat and turned it into a feature. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a, it's a solid uh, feature. That is cool. That's really cool. Teleporting is really good i love teleportation and i always try and get my hands on it in games like these so um at your final feature 
is at level 18 it's called umbral form you can spend six sorcerer points to transform yourself into a shadowy form in this form you will gain resistance to all damage except for force damage and radiant damage you can move through people and objects like it's difficult terrain but you will take five force damage if you end your turn inside of an object this form lasts for one minute so it's just a nice like defensive form yeah and also an escaping form you know i like that yeah pretty solid you don't get it to level 18 but you know uh, yeah, it'll For, it'll come. Well, how would you rate rate this among like high level? Um, it's a respectable. Like it's a respectable final thing. Like I, I I can't think of anything wrong with it, and I can't think of any ways to make it more powerful without making it OP. Okay, so I think it's good. It's good enough. Nice, good job. Anyways, thumbs uh, up, wizards. Thumbs up, wizards. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode we're not talking about the last thing we were talking about, even though I thought it was pretty cool. Um, instead, we're going to talk about you and how much we love you. I love you. We'll tell them. I love you too. Okay. <laughs> um, next uh, is uh, people that we love a lot. Very specific people. Very specific people though. Um, thank you for your Patreon pledges, uh, new patrons. Uh, Trinity, thank you. Uh, Ray thank you, Ble- Trinity. 
<laughs> Ray Blee. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Ray Blee. Uh, Colin Ritzinger. Thank you, Colin. And uh, Benjamin Diggy Dignan. Thank you, Benjamin. See you on Discord. Um, oh, yeah. Check out our Discord. There's like Patreon exclusive stuff there. Yeah. If you are on our Patreon, um, you can, there is a channel. I've been calling them threads, which probably makes me sound like an ancient person. <laughs> but um, there hilarious. are channels on the Discord that uh, are for patrons only. Like we do a Q&A once a month and it might turn into something else is what I hear. But um, is it? I, are we doing? We we're, do, bra- we're brainstorming. We're working on once it. Once a month. We're doing something cool. We do something Get in on once it, a month. If indeed. you're a patron. Um <laughs> Otherwise, you can just catch us in the Discord. Uh, me and Will are in there talking to people, and it's always a good time. Um, Indeed. There's a so, Will. This is episode ninety nine. It is. So oh, ne- we're we're talking about it. Is that what we're talking about? I think we're talking about okay. that. This is episode ninety nine. Okay. Which like, if you think about like <laughs> chronological progression, the next episode has three numbers instead, instead of, of two. two. That's yeah, true. Three digits, if you will. Yeah. Um. So just think about that. Just sit on that. Okay, um, I will. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, but no, basically for Patreon, we're not going to release the episode 100 early. I'm sorry about that. We are going to put something in its place. Um, Hopefully you appreciate that. So shout out to everybody in the Discord that was in the general tab or that is now in the Pungent Gast. uh, Oh, I called it a tab. Damn it. uh, Channel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do agree that channels are an odd name for the different subject sections. Yeah, it makes me like TV's dying. So. So now it's now channel has a new name. Yes. New meaning. Okay. So um, if you were in the general <laughs> channel, uh, dropping episode one hundred theories, which has been so much fun for me to uh, to watch and participate in, mm-hmm. there's now the pungent ga- the pungent cast channel, and uh, they said that they're not going to stop with that one. Oh yeah, and I don't want them to. Yeah, that was real good, real real good, and uh, you will be rewarded. Anyway, um, do we have anything else we want to announce? No, just telling people where we're at. Ask them. To spread the word. Oh yeah, please spread the word. Um, we we we're gonna make a big push soon to get awareness about our show out there. New contest incoming. Yeah, so if you want to um, just get ahead of the curve on that, just tell people that you think like D and D about the show, um, or if you think they would just like the show and they don't know anything about D and D like me. So uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. Please follow us there. You can uh, email us at the at gmail.com if you have a story or questions. You can find us on YouTube where you can see our faces or uh, on any podcast app or soundcloud.com slash the Dungeon But thank you very much. And we will see you on the other side of this rest, which is back at the show. Let's get back to the show. All right, Brian, we're back. Back at it again. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> and we got one more origin to talk about. Damn. Uh, and it's a really cool one, I think. It's called the Storm Sorcery Origin, and we were talking about X-Men earlier, and I feel like you, if I you were to try and build the character Storm from X-Men, you would build a Storm Sorcerer, cool. no questions asked. You wouldn't be the Storm Herald Barbarian or whatever that is? No, I don't see Storm as a Storm Herald Barbarian. No. no she no, flies, I... she throws lightning, and she can change the weather, which is everything this origin can do. If you rage and you jump hard enough, you it's like flying. <laughs> it's 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 You're semi-flying. Um <laughs> So this origin with style, indeed. This origin's power source uh, comes from the um, uh, elemental plane of air. Um, you can either have genie blood in your genetics Ooh. or other type of elemental relations, uh, maybe genasi, which just comes back it's down just to genie, genie. blood, <laughs> uh, or just exposure to the magical storms from that plane. Um, you know that just kind of get infused with you. 
uh, while you're a baby, most likely, as we've established. <laughs> so I love hide your babies. Hide your babies. Uh, so I love it when you get two features. Or of, don't. In this case, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Infuse it with the power. <laughs> I'm gonna hold my baby outside. <laughs> don't question me. I'm hope for the best. Trust me, it's gonna work. Um, so I love it when you get two features. Your first feature is called Wind Speaker. With this feature, you can speak, read, and write primordial, and also the four dialects of Aquan, Orin, Ignin, and Terran. Nice. Which is nice. I don't know how much sense it makes to just inherently be able to speak these these languages, but whatevs. Yeah. Uh, next, you get Tempestuous Magic. So you can use a, man- a bonus action on your turn to cause uh, whirling gusts of air to briefly surround you. Don't they call those tornadoes? Um, or Dust Devils, sure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Mini tornadoes. This allows you to fly 10 feet immediately before or after you cast a spell of level 1 or higher. Oh. Without provoking opportunity attacks. Storm does that. <laughs> she like yeah, exactly. flies into the air and then yeah. all of a sudden ah, cast lightning and then land over here. And it's almost exactly. like she can't stop it. Like like she's just like flying into the air most of the time when she's popping off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's very much the same as this. Cool. So at level six you get a feature called Heart of the Storm. Uh, with this feature you gain resistance to lightning and thunder damage. In addition, whenever you cast a spell that deals these types of damage, uh, one creature within ten feet of you also takes damage of that same type equal to your sorcerer level. They have to? Yeah, they have to. There's no save. Oh, shoot. It's like, bam, six lightning damage. So to even your, your friend? Uh, oh, no, it's a creature of your choice. Oh, it's of your choice. My bad. I missed yeah, that part. Indeed. Um, well, that's really good then. No, it's solid. Yeah, solid damage output for sure. I'm going to drink some of this water. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always afraid of like um, like effects like that in games where, like, dude, I have to hurt my friend to do this. Like, uh, like wizards when you want to cast like a big ass spell, but everybody's in the way. Yeah, I mean, sorcerers, basically any spell casting that that's like a big radius. Um, I don't know, 5e actually has less of friendly fire than 4e. I remember 4e, you had to really think about friendly fire a lot. Like with your once-a-days and stuff? Yeah, yeah, and, and your encounters, and even your atwells at times, but, mm. but yeah. So you actually get a second feature at level 6 with this origin. It's called Sto- Storm Guide. You gain the ability to affect the weather. You can stop rainfall within a 20-foot radius around you. You can use a bonus action to change the direction of the wind within a 100-feet radius of you. Ooh, so that's cool. Nice, cool little utility Especially stuff. Especially if you're like on the high seas or whatever. Yeah, that's absolutely. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at level 14, you get a feature called Storm Fury. When you are hit by a melee attack, you can use your reaction to deal lightning damage equal to your sorcerer level to the attacker. The attacker then must make a strength save versus your spell DC. On a fail, the attackers push 20 feet in a line away from you. So it's like you just blast them with lightning and they go flying. Nice. I really like this feature. That is cool. It's, it's pretty dope. Um, and finally, at level 18, you get a feature called Wind Soul. With this feature, you gain immunity to lightning and thunder damage, and you also gain magical flight speed of 60 feet. Oh, yes. You can reduce your own flying speed to 30 feet and choose a number of creatures equal to 3 plus your charisma mod and grant them a flying speed of 30 feet. You so are. You, just, you take yourself and your whole party up into the skies and fly wherever you want. You are great at birthday parties. Indeed. There's indeed nobody that doesn't want you there. I, I know. It's so true. <laughs> and you could do this once for short rest. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Wow. Solid. Not, I mean, flying does have its combat capabilities, but at level 18, whatever you're fighting can usually deal with flight. Yeah. So this isn't really like a hugely powerful like combat thing in level 18, but it's really fun and I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Storm Sorcerer. Um, it actually uh, came out of um, Sword Coast Adventure's Guide, but they reprinted it for Xanathar's Guide. I like, I appreciate the reprint. I really do. Yeah. like, I don't have Skag. <laughs> right. I mean, I do. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so sweet. Um, this is the one I'm going to build. Oh, yeah, I figured as much. I, I thought you'd be attracted to Storm Sorcerer. I found the perfect, like, while you were talking about it, I, I was like, oh, I, I thought of something that's kind of like Ranger Danger. Oh, okay. uh, as far as like a one shot version, and right. I'll just explain it as this is going to be one of the characters. I'll just explain the game, the one shot I have in mind, and this mm. character as I build it. Okay, sounds Let's good. Let's take a break, and All we'll right. get into that. We'll do that. Back from break, build and stuff. Indeed. Um, what am I building today, Will? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, a what? sorcerer for sure. I know that it's a sorcerer, but it's a what was it called? A storm sorcerer. A storm. It was that. That was it. Storm sorcery sorcerer. I'm a storm sorcery sorcerer. Indeed. And redundancy <laughs> is the name of the game. Indeed. Uh, my name is going to be John Paul Jones. Okay. Uh, and you can just call me uh, JPJ or JP Jones. JP Jones, not to be mistaken with the Led Zeppelin bass player right or do mistake it and that's fine okay um sounds good because i also play the bass awesome that's uh there's just a big stand-up bass on my ship um, plays bass it is my ship i am a i am the captain of a boat nice what's the name of the boat um the joner <laughs> okay the ss joner the ss joner i love it <laughs> um that's like in hockey like you call you you call your um your line mates like Weird versions of their last name. Like if my name was Jones, you call me like Joner or, something, or Jonesy. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I see. So uh, tell us about JP Jones. Uh, JP is a, a hardcore, just like super duper magical dude. Um, nice. He's not just magical in like the sorcery sense. He's also a phenomenal ship captain. Awesome. And he captains a crew of just like the least scurvy dudes ever. Awesome. They I should like have that. scurvy. They don't because oh, magic. Okay, nice. Now nah, he's keeping um, fruit on deck. What race is JP Jones? He's a Air Genasi. Nice. So as an Air Genasi, you're going to get a plus two to Constitution and a plus one to Dexterity. As an Air Genasi, you can hold your breath indefinitely, so you don't need to breathe, and you get access to the Levitate spell. I think a level three. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Level cool. three. Level three. Um, and what, but speaking of which, what level is JP Jones? Level ten. Level ten. Storm Sorcerer. So he's yep. calling down the thunder. <clears throat> he's for calling sure. down the thunder, and yeah. like people are boarding a ship and they're not getting off. And if well, they are getting off, but they're just being like <laughs> thrown into the sea, dead. Oh, so he's like he's a straight up pirate. <laughs> no, like people are boarding. Pirates are boarding his boat, and he's defending. Oh, his, okay. His I territory. see. I was like, damn, JP Jones, a, a cold blooded killer. JP but. Jones is an explorer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he he explores. Is that what he does with his crew? That's how he makes his money. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's let's roll. Oh boy. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> let's definitely roll some stats for our boy, uh, jo- Joner. JP. JP. The boat is Joner. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh. Let's see. We've got. That eight, looks like eleven. An eleven. All right. So I'll put it here. We'll allocate in a minute here. And then I've got five, four, that's nine. I got, what's that, 15? Yeah, I think that's a 15. Yay, good stat. Charisma, hello. I have (laughs) rolled so bad on this show. I know. Um, And it looks like four, two, one, seven. The the streak (laughs) continues. Uh, Oh, 15 is good. It is. Ooh, Ooh, there we go, six, five, five. Okay. I'm all right. Min-maxed for sure. You got a 15 and 16, you're good. Oh, there is a... It's uh, another 16. Another 16. Holy shit. I'm good at three things. You got one more roll. Uh, five, four, three. So that's 12? Yeah, 12. Respectable. Pretty good. More than respectable. Quite powerful. So how do you want to allocate these? I have shit intelligence. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> dump stat. Yeah, that's a seven, my dude. So remember that. Dump stat. Strength? 
Yeah, actually. JP uh, Jones. Everything else has to be good. He doesn't need to be strong. He doesn't. He's doing magic. He doesn't. Thinking his way out of bad He'll situations. He'll just electrify anyone who tries to mutiny. I mean, I probably have like at least a couple fighters in my employ. Yeah, and they obey you because you'll electrify them if they start a mutiny. Probably, or I'll make yeah. them fly into the air. There you go. Um, so okay. so there goes a 7. You're looking at an 11, a 12, a 15, and two 16s now. Okay. Um, let's put... So my spellcasting mod is charisma, charisma right? Yeah. So let's just put a 16 in that bad boy. Wise. And then let's put um, the 12 in con. Okay, cool. You get a plus 2 to that, so that turns into a 14. Nice. And then uh, dex is the next big one. Uh, 15 or 16 in that 16. one? 16. Oh, boy. Okay, nice. Get that AC up. And then um, wisdom... The 15. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, where did we go wrong? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're right. So all you have left is an 11. For intelligence. For intelligence. All right. So at level 10, you're going to hit two ability score Mm -hmm. uh, increases. Okay. Four, really. Um, Oh, true. So how do you want to allocate that? Um, Dex plus two. Okay, so Dex becomes an 18. And Charisma. Let's just really go for it. Yeah, I think that's that's why. So you got a negative two to strength, a plus two to con, plus four to dexterity, zero to intelligence, plus two to wisdom, and plus four to charisma. You are quite the powerful character, man. That dude. seems like a good ship captain. Indeed. He doesn't have indeed, to be the smartest indeed. guy. You probably have a smart guy. Yeah. You just need to be a so wise guy. Let's roll some HP. I need you to it's roll sixes, right? nine. Well, your your base starting HP is going to be eight. Oh, oh God, eight. eight. So you start That's with eight terrible. HP base. So I need you to roll 96s. Okay, and then we're not... Adding the extra charisma mod, or sorry, the extra con mod till. Oh, wait, I didn't get an extra con mod, did I? All right. No. Well, you are, after this, you're going to get 36 HP based off your con mod. So. Okay, cool. Um, so here's, wow, a five, a five, and a six. Um, okay, so, so five, sixteen. Five, six. And then two. Two. All right, we need five more. Here's, ah, here's four more. Um, ooh, two more sixes. Oh boy, six, nice. Six, and, and then, then a what three else? and a one. Three and a one. <laughs> which right. Only seems fair. And then, and then one more. Ooh, a two. Two. All right. That seems okay. Well, I mean, let me I rolled a lot of sixes. I gotta do some math here. So give me a second here. So ten, Fucking sixteen, eighteen, thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-six plus thirty-six is seventy-two plus eight. You have exactly eighty HP at level ten. Compared to everybody that played Ranger Danger at level eleven, this seems like that that uh, low the low die really did affect what um, was going on. Compared to okay, so in Ranger Danger, we're all playing Rangers. It was uh, like a hundred and everybody was over a hundred HP for sure. Um, I wasn't. No, no, weren't you? Like, yeah, or, I was what? at like eighty one. Oh, okay. So for a sorcerer, this is excellent. Oh, nice. You, you, wow, I rolled a really good character. You rolled two fives and three sixes, my dude. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. I did yeah. do that. So um, your AC Hooray for rolling HP. Yeah, your AC <laughs> with a plus four. You have fourteen AC because you're wearing cloth armor. Nice. That's not bad. Um, that's like a mage armor person. Yeah, and then you're gonna get like you get all the sorcerer spells. You're gonna get lightning and you know all kinds of stuff. So. I am a Witch terrifying bolt. ship captain, but I I rule with benevolence. Nice, and I do rule my ship. This it's is like a very I, powerful character. I don't take no flack from nobody. Let's see. At uh, as a storm sorcerer, the the subclass features you're gonna get. You're gonna get wind speaker, which again, well, Yari kind of could speak primordial, but now you get all the dialects as well. Um, you can fly as that bonus action between spell casting. To get the hell out of uh, danger, you have resistance to lightning and thunder damage, um, and when you cast spells that deal that type of damage, you can uh, deal damage to another person who's ten feet of you if you want. 
And you can affect the weather with your storm guide ability, nice. stopping rain and affecting the direction of wind, which will come in real handy on the open seas. Yeah, man. Um, so when JP- we need to get the hell out of there, we turn <laughs> around and get the hell out. I went into battle with an entire fleet. I wasn't leading this fleet, so this isn't my bad. But <laughs> we they, basically, they were going to go take down the Kraken. They employed me to help them. And when it started breaking bad, I changed the direction of the wind and got the hell out of there. Hell yeah. My ship nice. didn't even take damage. I like this character. Very solid. Very <laughs> yeah. powerful. Getting very ready cool. to ready to bounce whenever. All right. <laughs> well, I think with that, we can call it a game. I think we should. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, game. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.